Welcome to Side Conversations of Marketing, Management, and Money. Yes, our podcast is all things small business, but in these side conversations, we deviate a little bit and we might go into politics, religion, social, economics, or health, whatever we feel like talking about. So if you're interested in learning a little bit of our take on other issues, welcome to Side Conversations. Hey, welcome everybody. Uh, we're going to do one of our side conversations, have a little fun uh, today. So I was listening to another podcast. And you know, the interesting thing is uh, when I started doing this podcast, I actually didn't listen to podcasts. Like I had probably listened to maybe two, three podcasts. And I'm not talking series. I'm talking episodes <laughs> ever. And I'm like, I'm going to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, knew nothing about it. And, uh, you know, here we are several years later. And uh, I'm starting to get into other people's podcasts and realize, hey, there's some really cool podcasts out there. So I was listening to this podcast, and they made predictions of what they thought was going to happen in 2023. So I'm going to put you on the spot, give you zero notice. Like, they, this particular podcast, uh, they, they took, like, a week or however long to think about it. I'm... Giving Give you me minutes. Yeah, yeah. Five minutes. I mean you can you could totally so, see the future in five so minutes. Predictions based around business? <laughs> well, I mean that is that is or our like, podcast, but uh, Okay. We I don't know. I would, what what do you see the future? I mean, do do you have, you know, lottery numbers that are coming to your head? Because No. <laughs> if I did, I wouldn't share them. <laughs> <laughs> For many good reasons. <laughs> However, the odds that they're actually legit. I don't know of anyone who's received revelation on lottery tickets. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, oh, no, I know lots know. of people who have received revelation on it. I just don't know how. Have, have you ever looked at uh, how many times the world was supposed to end? Oh, <laughs> I can't even count. <laughs> it's, there, it's, every year there's a couple of people that say this is the year. Yeah, yeah. I think but, a lot of people in 2023 are predicting that the world's going to end. Uh, yeah, there probably are a few, but if you talk to, that's kind of a funny comment because my first thought is, is wait a minute, if you talk to any number of Christian religions based off of Christian belief, you know, around the Bible, they would say, yeah, it's not going to happen in 2023 because the number of things in uh, the book of Revelations haven't happened, but there's, <laughs> let's not go down that road. <laughs> I mean, we're making predictions, so hey, let's, let's bring up the book of Revelations. That's a great place to start. <laughs> but I, I bet there's, uh, so anyways, I don't know of any, uh, at least uh, orthodox, no, not even, I might use orthodox, because that's usually confined to Christian religion, but any any organized religion Mm-hmm. that has any belief that this is the end. Yeah. So whether that's Buddhism, um, Christianity, you know. Does Islam. Buddhism ever think there is an end? I don't know. I don't think They've that never ever talked about it, but it doesn't mean that there isn't. Because even inside of, you know, we live in a dominantly Christian religion, uh, religious country. Yeah. And so, but even inside of that, I don't, I rarely hear street conversations about end of the world except for some radical but you know it's not really talked about in actively amongst any orthodox religion 
okay, I need to get better circles then. So, Wow, you have some crazy friends. Well, not even friends. I bought this book, right? Oh, no, that was a mistake. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold, hold up. I'll tell you what the book is, and you'll be like, yeah, that seems fine. It's a foraging book. I love the outdoors. Oh, yeah, you do. I could see that. Okay. And so yeah, 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 yeah. I bought a book that identifies the uh, edible plants right. that you'll find right. native across the... Uh, have, you, have you applied to go on, what's the name of that show where they ship you out? I think it's called Alone. Alone. So the author of the book was on Alone. Really? Yeah. Did he win it? It was a she. Did she win it? She did not win it, but she did really well. Uh, I never, so I watched season one of Alone. Uh, it was good enough. You know, I enjoyed it. I never got in, they're on like season eight or something like that. I, okay. I don't know. And yeah, so, I know. I just know about it and that they ship them out and they have to survive for X amount. Of, well, whoever survives out there the longest, but, but I can see that because you do, you spend, I mean, you love your weekends out. Doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, so I bought a book that just identifies edible plants out in the wild. These are native edible plants, not like, you know, garden variety. This is stuff that you're literally going to come across. And so, you know, I, I'm watching, uh, it popped up on my YouTube and I get, you know, YouTube, it always has yeah, stuff that yeah. you're interested in, right. but it was kind of interesting how it popped up because I don't actually search those types of videos on YouTube. And so you know, it just kind of popped up and I get sucked into this commercial and uh, my wife's, she's sitting there and she's like, are you going to just buy the book already so that we can, you know, <laughs> skip the ad? <laughs> like, okay. Uh, so I bought this book and now I get all these end of the world emails that happen. I finally unsubscribed because I'm just like, come on, really? You know, it's, you know, if you don't forage, you're going to die. Your family's going to die. And I'm like, yeah. I just wanted to have, you know... Like just a book a that better identified experience plants. when you're out hiking. Yeah, <laughs> I get oh, it. I, I, I'm really not going to do the bunker. You know, thing. it's amazing because on that same point that you know when we go out of camping, you know, occasionally, you know, throughout the year, um, if I ever find wild mint, there's nothing better than wild mint to just chew on while you're mm-hmm. out hiking. Yeah, you know. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. And like we've done a couple of backpacks where we come across wild berries. Oh yeah. You know, and if See, you, and I, I'd never be brave enough to even try a wild berry. And that's, I've seen some wild strawberries. I have tried wild strawberries. So wild strawberries, wild raspberries. And raspberries, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking. I'm not talking yeah. about those little red ones that even the birds aren't eating. Yeah, I don't <laughs> touch that. <laughs> you know, but uh, if I come across wild raspberries, I'll eat them. But yeah, someone told me something about dandelions one time that there's a lot of parts of a dandelion. You, uh, you can, can eat. eat all of the dandelion. Oh, can you? Yeah. And there's, I mean, because there's tons <laughs> of wild dandelions. <laughs> it is a weed. But. I I had one time where uh, we were uh, we were supposed to go over to my parents' house for Sunday dinner, and you brought a dandelion salad. I did bring a dandelion <laughs> salad. I I went out into my yard. Can't be any worse than cabbage. <laughs> I I picked a bunch of dandelion leaves. I knew I knew that I hadn't sprayed that area. Yeah. And it was in my yard, so I'm like, I know what's been on it. It's a ranch. They can't like I say they can't be worse than some other lettuce stuff I eat. They're bitter, but it's not in my mind it's not a gross bitter, you know. But yeah, I I showed up with this dandelion salad. I ate it, my wife ate it. I think my dad tried it to just kinda, you know, I would try be kind. But we brought a lot of dandelion salad home that day. <laughs> there were like 20 people. Everyone was over. And, you know, we bring this small salad. We're the only one that brings a salad. And we bring most of the salad home. And we're like, oh, huh, yeah, that wasn't popular. So, yeah, I would have at least tried it. 
No. I don't know if I would, you know, after that, I don't know if I would have finished it or not, but I would have at least tried it. Yeah. Huh. So. All right. Okay. Predictions. So, okay. I mean, you got to stall. That, like, that bought you five minutes it of think time, so, right? So, all right. Two, two initial thoughts on predictions. One is um, I still think interest rates are going to increase about a half basis point, which isn't going to be a huge effect. Okay. But I, I don't see interest rates going down. So okay. if you're looking at loans or other things like that, I would probably say, look, if you're in a position to do them, do them sooner than later. Because I suspect, um, you know, the feds, they think that by increasing interest rate, it calms inflation. And there's a lot of arguing about whether that really does or doesn't. Right. Because of how it affects jobs and people spending and a lot of other things. So so there's a lot of argument. And I tend to believe that I, I don't think that adjusting interest rates dramatically does a whole lot to affect curbing recession. But so I kind of fall on that side of the pendulum, but I still think that um, given everything, they're still trying to slow the economy down and a few things. So I think it's going to increase probably another half basis point. So if you want to do a loan, I'd say still do it sooner than later because the odds are it's probably going to go up a little bit more. Okay. Okay. That's a good prediction. I like it. You know, I, uh, I, I don't think it's too outlandish, you know, but uh, but no, I think but, I think it makes if, sense. But if I'm looking at growing a business, yeah. uh, see, you know, we always talk about m- there's when we talk about money, it's not all green, meaning that um, it, it's has various colors, meaning that interest rates, um, you know, loan amounts, uh, who you're getting it from, all changes the factors when you deal with money, and so. But regardless of what you do, you you always want to get the cheapest form of money. And generally, mm-hmm. it has an interest rate tied to it. So, so yeah, whenever you're looking at growing and you're talking about doing any type of uh, debt associated with it, yeah, you definitely want to be looking at interest rates because a half you know a half point can be a huge difference when you talk thirty years or even fifteen years, mm-hmm. you know, on the amount of dollars that it's going to cost you in the long run. So. Okay. Okay. So here's my first prediction. And I, I'm not sure how to like, you're summarized nice and clean. Mine, mine's going to be a little bit more like dandelions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my prediction is that we're going to eat more dandelions. <laughs> You'll see dandelions in the grocery store because. Hey, I, if you said that, I would actually, I'd be watching. I wouldn't be surprised actually. Oh, I know. I know. Especially health food stores. Yeah, uh, they're good for you. You can make a dandelion tea and, you know, I mean, they're good for you. So, all right, here's my prediction. Everyone is going to claim that because of, you know, inflation and interest rates going up, uh, recession, you know, all of these doomsday terms, uh, they're going to claim that uh, the markets are going to be difficult but I think that you're going to see a, an uptick in new business. And I think you're going to see a ton of new opportunity. I, I, think, I think you're going to see a huge shift from traditional business to new creative businesses. And I think that you're going to see that shift happening at a pretty rapid pace. And so people who are very traditional in business, I think are going to complain about it and probably, uh, you know, be, be nervous, uh, have a lot of fear. 
And then people who are looking at new forms of business, uh, I think are going to are, are going to get excited. And uh, so I, I think you'll see some game change. Maybe this is how I want to put it. All right, if you think back a decade ago when social media came out and how that really changed the scope of business, right? I think you're going to see some game changers like that happen in the next. Maybe not in 2023. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I don't know if it's going to come to full fruition in 2023 but i think in the next year or two you're going to see some new game changers of the same impact uh, of social media on the business front you know very creative ways of looking at 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 business and i think those are going to pop up and you know take the place of some of these older traditional models okay yeah that's kind of messy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, in, I don't know year, how to package know. that into a bow. In a year, I don't know how I'm going to hold you accountable. For that <laughs> but I do get what you're saying. And, I, and I'd say, so my second prediction would be along the same lines, but slightly different. And that is, I do think it's a good time to still invest in business. And even if you're in retail, um, I, I wouldn't hesitate to open a storefront versus worrying about online. Because uh, retail from the box store is still significantly higher in sales than online. Yeah. People forget that. Yeah. So, so what I'm saying is if you're, if you're looking at, Hey, wait a minute, should I open a storefront or should I do online? Uh, I'm going to say, look, if the opportunity is right, don't hesitate to do a storefront because people want to be back out in the stores again and, and retail sales and, and those have been climbing dramatically when, Everyone else has been cutting jobs when it comes to the online stuff. So what exactly is your prediction here? I, I, I want you to restate uh, it because I, I got a little bit lost in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my prediction is that consumers are going to continue to uh, dominantly buy from the, uh, what's the word I want to use? The box store? I, from... I, from from the street stores, you know what I mean? Could, could we go so bold? Are you going to say that there's going to be growth in sales from box stores? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. okay. Yeah, I do believe that there will be. Um, I don't think online sales are going to taper off, but I don't think they're going to increase at the same rate. I think you'll have probably 10% increase in box store sales versus online will probably be 2 to 3 Okay, so now I'm going to pin you down and make you do round two on this. I know, I'm oh, cheating no. already because okay. I was supposed to do my prediction. I'm not taking turns, you know. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't play well with others. So uh, what's your prediction of big box stores? I'm picturing the Walmarts, the Best Buys versus niche stores. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ditch the term mom and pop because the yeah. problem with the mom and pop concept is fundamentally everyone associates mom and pop as okay it literally is this retired couple yeah. that is just kind of doing it for the fun of it i'm i'm talking more of a a niche boutique yeah. it it's it's a full blown business that is you know it 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 has its space it's got specialty customers so so where do you where do you see the retail growth going um i think that sector I, well, I believe that sector will increase, but only in certain areas. For, for instance, um, some communities 
thrive off of those little, you know, niche businesses. Um, and other areas say we don't, you know, we're, we're more concerned about the penny than the uniqueness or the quality of the item. See. And, and that's, I don't know how to predict that piece of it is because I don't think it's going to be across the board. Meaning if I, if I lived in a very conservative community, I wouldn't go out and start some little boutique that had little specialized goods in it. Cause it's not going to be well. Matter of fact, I, you know, I was having a conversation with a guy just the other day, um, on a product that he has. And I'm like, here, here's the problem with your product. Your product doesn't go well with the community. Mm-hmm. You, you have a great product, but the local community is not your market. They're not going to pay for the quality of work that you're doing in this. And he had a specialty product uh, that he, that he made. So I'm like, you need to get out and get your product into other areas because otherwise you're not. So for him and like in that case, I'd say, yeah, that's, Around here, I think you're going to increase, but you're going to have to do it through online sales, getting out into other communities that understand and respect and like that versus the community that he's in because they're too conservative. You know, they, they're watching every penny that they make. So, so okay, I'm going to piggyback on your prediction, and I'm going to put my own prediction out there, right? right? <clears throat> I need some qualifiers here so that we're okay. clear with what we're talking about. I think that any retail that focuses only on one community, and I'm going to specify community not by the geographical reach, but by the number of stores. If you have a retail Mm -hmm. front and you only have a business model for one store, I think you're going to struggle in 2023. If you have a business model for multiple stores, any number of multiple, uh, you, you you double it to two, or you could go all the way up to you know a, a couple dozen or whatever. You know, if if you have a business model for multiple stores, I think that is going to be the sweet spot of box retail. Yeah. I think your big box, your your Home Depots, and uh, you know, well, Home Depot is a little bit weird because that gets into you know kind of the yeah. building market, and that even though it's retail, clothing it's, clothing is usually a good one. The, oh, okay, know, the so H and M's, yeah, because you you can be in a niche market with clothing and still do amazing. So so I think that you're really big big, uh, you know, your your department. Uh, big box, you know, targets and those kinds of things. I think they're going to struggle, honestly. I I don't think that people are going to be as excited about that model. I think that your specialty items that are big enough to have multiple locations, and you're bringing this up with the clothing where you're saying, you know, like an H&M, and I'm looking at an H&M model and I'm saying, okay, it's got a brand that's big enough that I can recognize it. I can find it in multiple cities, but... I go there and I buy clothing. I don't buy clothing and bananas and get, you yeah. know. Now, maybe maybe Costco's the exception. <laughs> and maybe I'm just partial to Costco. <laughs> but That's one store I have spent very little time in. Oh, Costco. my goodness. That store is always hopping. Like, really? Like, just crazy, crazy busy, you know. Um, but... But I think that the specialty niche, multiple location retail, I think that that is a great business model for 2023 and beyond. I can see why you say that. You know, that, that that's my, my piggyback prediction there. Okay. You know, 
So I don't know if that means that it's still my turn because I piggybacked on yeah. yours or if yeah. it's back back so it's to you. Turn. It's still my turn? Yeah. Oh. Because there's no order. <laughs> <laughs> so we're pushing it back to you. <laughs> we're pushing it back to me. Uh, what, 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 what's, what's the prediction that I think is going to happen? So I think that... Um, <clears throat> I think you're going to see a bubble with uh, remote and freelance work. Just like the dot-com bubble. Ooh, that's an interesting prediction. I I think you're going to see a bubble with it. And I I think what's going to happen is, like any bubble, uh, so a bubble to me is just the shakeout process of the product lifecycle. Right. And so, you know, what happened is freelance exploded and COVID helped it. Yeah. You know, everyone quit their job, you know, or they couldn't go to work or, you know, they were laid off or they were stuck at home. You know, they started moonlighting in the middle of the day and they're just like, oh, this is great. And now now everyone's a freelancer. And I think what's going to happen is I think we're going to hit a a bubble market of freelance and it's going to cause a great shakeout, and then you're going to move into you know a higher level of professionalism. The, the freelance market's not going away, but I think it's going to go from kind of this hodgepodge, anyone can do it out of their basement, and it's going to start to move into more traditional, traditional models. So I am predicting a bubble burst on freelance and remote work. How's that one for you? Okay. That's pretty... <laughs> pretty good one i don't know if i can top that prediction um i would probably say that i i would think that investments if if you're in the vesting world or investing money i think investments this next year are going to be very conservative because uh specifically cryptocurrency Mm. Um, has opened up a few flaws, you know, when is it SFB or SBF, you know, someone's best friend. I don't know what his real name is. I forget it is. So I just refer to him as someone's best friend, but not mine, you know, because <laughs> of all the people that he screwed. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, but it opened up that, that there's some major flaws that, uh, they kind of said, no way it can't happen with blockchain. And I get that there's a digital footprint for all of it. But it didn't mean that they couldn't still, you know, pull off one of the greatest Ponzi schemes again of ever. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think a, a lot of people are going to be a lot more conservative. And, and I think in this last year, you saw some of that as cryptocurrency kind of tanked quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's ever going to go away. I still think there's some technology and some advantages that I think if implemented into um, other... Um, industries and applications could be absolutely amazing. Um, you know, because when you look at what AI is starting to do nowadays, it's uh, insane. So I think we're going to see some amazing technology coming out. But I, overall, regardless of all that, I think when it comes to investing, I think you're going to see this is just a conservative year for investors. Eh, that's good. I'm glad you brought the cryptocurrency in. You know, I don't follow that as much as I should, and so I don't know that I'm uh, qualified to make any well, it predictions. Just, it just depends. You know, everyone has their area that they like to invest in. Very few people are really well-rounded when it comes to investing, and so that's true. You know, if you're if you're investing and you like real estate, great. Stay in, stay focused on it. Don't worry about bridging out. You know, uh, if everyone was an expert in everything, 
don't want to be an expert in anything. Yeah, yeah. And so, so sometimes we think, oh, I need to get into something else. Well, no, if, if you're doing well and you got a sweet spot and you, you understand how it works, you're, you're going to make better investments in that particular, whether that's stocks and bonds, real estate, whether it's mutual funds, whether it's, you know, uh, just other traditional S&P type stuff um, or, or investment into, you know, what I, I call kind of the entrepreneurial market when you talk about, you know, the fast pitch type stuff, new, you know, uh, new ideas that are people coming out with. And so if you have a niche area, stay in it. Don't, don't always worry about bridging out to cryptocurrency because that's the problem. That's, that's exactly why Ponzi schemes happen because mm-hmm. someone who didn't know enough about it invested in something in it and they were able to be hoodwinked real easy. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that, that's a great one. I think, I think that's really interesting. All right, so my last, I, uh, this is going to be my last one, but right. my last one, um, it's going to sound really bleak. I actually want it to be optimistic, and it's going to sound bleak because we're conditioned to think that this is a bad okay. thing. You All know, right. Every, right. everyone looks at change and they're like, oh, change is bad. And I'm like, no, change is natural. Like, yeah, it happens right. all the time. Right. And, you know, and so... Um, I, and, and I'm also going to qualify, I don't think this is going to happen in 2023. Well, I think it started happening, uh, you know, maybe maybe a little bit pre-COVID. Uh, and I think it's going to continue happening. I think within the next decade, it will finalize. All right. So All right. Here, here's my big prediction. I think that we will go through a worldwide government revolution. And... Oh. Exactly. You immediately think that this is negative. I think that governments are going to modernize. You know, that's super fascinating because there was, um, and we could probably do a TED Talk. I'm just going to reference it and then the listeners can go out and listen to it. But I really suggest they do and you as well. So there was um, Walker and Dunlop, they do these Walker webcasts. Uh-huh. Um, and this, this last week they had a lady by the last name of Gail. I don't remember the her first name, uh, Gail, G-E-H-L okay. was her last name. She's written a book, but she was a guest speaker on there. You can search it out and they're free to listen to. Um, but she talked about the political environment and how she, her predictions are what it needed to be to change because of uh, the model that we currently have. The game rules have kind of been set and until we change the game rules, we can't really change the model. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, she goes into a lot more depth. It was fascinating. One of the best political that wasn't um, driven by hatred for politics, if you know what I mean, right. or a love for politics or any one particular party. I mean, she attacked both sides equally, which is, I really liked because I, but anyways, it was fantastic. So to go with that one, if you got, if you want to read something or l- watch something fascinating, and then I guess you can go look at her book afterwards. I can't remember her full name. Otherwise I'd reference it. But yeah, the no. last name was G-E-H-L, Gail. Yeah, no, I, I, I would love that. But think about this. When was the last time, and I'm talking globally here, when was the last time globally that there was a modernization of government? Yeah, not for a long time. Well, so I would peg it with the American Revolution because at the time of the American Revolution, they were trying to throw off the monarch model. And they were saying, we're sick of the monarch model. And if you look at, so I believe that there was a second round of this uh, whole idea 
that happened in Europe. And uh, forgive me, I'm really bad with like Asian history and African history. And so I, I can't really speak to those parts of the world. But if you look at World War One, World War One also threw off all of you know this idea of a monarchy because mm-hmm. it was these powerful monarchs who came in and you know caused this this, this massive war, and people said, "Yeah, we don't want that model anymore." And so, you know, I look at it and I say. <clears throat> that people kind of went to more of a representative, a, a democratic form of government, and that is, you know, kind of spread throughout. Uh, you know, I know right. a lot of places right. in the Middle East, they're fighting for democracy, right. and it's kind of this idea of, oh, hey, this is the better way to go. Well, I think that a lot of the frustration that people have with the party systems, and this isn't just unique to the United States, you know, pretty much any country right now, there's a big split between parties. And what I find fascinating is I can talk to people who are of a different party, and I get along with them great. I have no issues with them whatsoever. But for whatever reason, at this political level, we're supposed to hate each other. Yeah, and she brings that out as well. I mean, there's a whole thing where she talks about that right now the parties are, uh, to your point, the parties are more interested in hating and fighting each other than actually doing something productive, which is counterintuitive to think about. And and actually what's fascinating, she even ties into the business model. Can you imagine if politics was a business? Exactly. They wouldn't even exist anymore. We would stop shopping there. Yes, and that's where I want to go is I love that you said we would stop shopping there because – to some extent, we buy our government. Right. You know, people think they're like, well, I have to pay taxes. I'm like, do you? You know, what started the American Revolution is they were so sick, sick of, of taxes. Pay- yeah. And they're just like, we're done paying for you because yeah. you're not worth it anymore. Right. And and so I think that you're going to see these governments that people are going to say, look, we're not going to pay for all of the waste. We're not going to pay for all of the violence. We're not going to pay for all of the hate. And, you know, society wants rules. They want, you know, I... Yeah, we do like, we like some structure because it provides some predictability. Mm -hmm. And so I don't see this as an end of world apocalyptic. Oh my goodness, governments are falling. I see this as okay, if we have a model that isn't serving what it's supposed to, if you have a business model and you're sick of paying for, you know, right. bad goods, like you go find a better business model and that's where you shop. And I'm like, I, I think people start shopping for better government and saying, hey, look, we can be smarter here. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Okay. So, so there you go. I told you that was my last one. You, you, yeah. you got any, uh, you know, cherry toppers that you want to put on? No. Actually, my brain's just... <laughs> rolling over some of your thoughts and yeah oh. okay well that was our unqualified not researched predictions of what we think is going to happen but I, I think the short both of you and I uh, kind of hit on this several times it's a great time to do a business it is yep I would never stop anyone from doing a business yeah you know, and so I, I think go out there if you if you got a good idea, if you if you can solve someone's problem, go ahead and solve that problem. Yeah, you know, that's make some money while you're doing it. So, okay, thanks for joining us. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>